yeah, I mean, this was 20 years ago. That's kind of where my real health journey began. Um, actually, I, I was in an accident. I had a really bad whiplash, which left me addicted to medication, to painkillers, and in terrible pain nonetheless. And after having spent a month in a Swiss clinic that you know cost $60,000 for a month, and not having gotten anywhere, I was like, okay, I'm off to India and I'm going to see what's there. You know, what all these crazy people are talking about when they talk about yoga and Ayurveda and healing naturally. Back then I knew nothing. And um, I ended up, you know, it's, it's quite funny. Uh, serendipitously, I ended up in a little tiny clinic called SNM. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I thought, yeah, that's the place, Ayurveda SNM Clinic. That sounds like the place to go. And within two weeks of Ayurvedic treatments and uh, yoga, restorative yoga, I was pain-free. Wow. So that kind of really, that was like, okay, $60,000 in a Swiss clinic, five-star service, you know, blah-de-blah, -blah, got me nowhere little S&M clinic on the beach with, you know, which probably cost me like, you know, at the time, $300 for like a two week treatment or something. And I was pain free. So that really what then, you know, perked my ears to this whole holistic uh, way of healing. And I then started studying Ayurveda in India with uh, a beautiful teacher and very, very traditionally, in fact, I was part of one of the first Western groups that was accepted at the school, which is now actually university. And uh, it was profound. So that's really where my teachings began. Wow. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that does sound profound. What a difference, 60,000 60, bucks to 300. No, yeah. That, that, that's a huge difference. So one of the things when lockdown started i went so lockdown happened in england on the monday uh and i had to go to work on the tuesday so i had someone's garage doors propped up and all their motorbikes and possessions behind these doors that were held up some bits of wood so i decided i'd go and finish that off and then when i got home tuesday afternoon i went straight into a 40-day fast and um and from there i was watching some of your videos and and, and we interacted a bit over that past and and the, the reason guys why i asked alex to come on was because she is she's a real master of detoxification and rebuild and not many people really understand the cycle and the importance of detoxing whether it be five days seven days ten days 40 days and then rebuilding so your body's strong again and then you can go back down into that detoxification and then you can do that again however long you've been advised or you feel to five 40 days and then you come back out of it again which i'm going to get alex to talk about if we can we'll, we'll go through this process and then she rebuilds again so alex has done this seven times 40 day fasts she's done a 40 day fast then a period of rebuilding and then back into that 40 day fast again period of rebuilding and I know from following Alex, it's been transformational in her life. I'm, from what I see, Alex, it's changed beyond recognition for you. Completely. It's changed my perception of life itself, 
not just my health, which, you know, initially, because maybe just to get the viewers up to speed, yes, I began in Ayurveda, it was life-changing, but ultimately even Ayurveda, I came to understand, you know, as all systems have their limitations. And, and then through a series of, you know, just other events and karmic events, my health completely broke down six years ago, six and a half years ago. And I found myself bedridden. And in many ways, I knew it was my initiation into my purpose. And so I kind of had to throw everything that I knew out the window. At the time, I was a, what I kind of call a romantic organic eater, meaning I was eating everything grass-fed, raw milk, cheese, you know, so this organic, uh, romantic lifestyle that actually got me bedridden. So, you know, what many also call paleo, um, I did a period of keto and then ultimately I had to relook at everything. And, um, and that's when I found, you know, the, the path of cellular detoxification and regeneration. And yeah, it's been not, I obviously started this because I wanted to get out of bed. I wanted to play with my children. I wanted to be free once and for all after yeah. 20 plus years of health journey and kind of quest. I just wanted the answers at the time. So that's how I got here. You were so saying, you say, you, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Phil. Who would you say was your biggest influence on uh, the, cellular, the, the cellular regeneration and detoxification? Um, I must say, in many ways, it actually was Gino Deserio from the Master Fast system. Yeah, yeah I, I had a feeling it probably was. Yeah, because I did his fast, the master fast. Um, I did 40 days and I did a 53 day. Uh, so seven rounds in total. And yeah, that was just, it was life changing. And not just life changing, but really perception of what life and health really is. It was completely paradigm shifting, reality shifting. Yeah. So what was that question you wanted to ask? So you were doing you were doing a full on paleo diet, organic paleo diet, and that was like just trashing your health is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I I went through various phases. I went, I was strictly paleo. Then I, uh, you know, included some raw dairy. Then that that was already the beginning of okay, where's the answers? Because since having since giving birth to my children. They're now um, 11 and 13. My health really started to decline. And I was always scrambling to kind of make it work. And, you know, sometimes it looked like it really did. Each change brought something, you know, a, a hope and a period of, oh, wow, this is working. And then it would crash. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I don't care what I need to eat. I'll eat fat, I'll eat meat, even though I was never a big meat eater. I'll eat fruits. I just want the answer now because I want to just live and be done with this whole story of trying to figure out my health. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of us that have been in that. Exactly. <clears throat> in, yeah. in that cycle. It's exhausting. 
it's a <coughs> yeah. and you know eventually i realized so when i was bedridden and i was convinced that i had a mystery illness that nobody had yet figured out and that i was on my way out and that's when something dawned on me it was like okay you know what you've been on this health journey for 20 years yeah. i was 40 at the time pretty much since the age of 20 that's when i learned when i started learning about health and you know of course back then i was in california and you know gym bunny and so forth but really since 20 years i was constantly whatever i was doing my obsession was i need to figure out my health and i bought all the supplements i did all the courses and when I fell ill, it was like, okay, something just isn't working. It's not possible that I spent all my energy and I do things by the book and yet my health is just not working out, you know? Yep. And, and I thought, okay, so here for 20 years, you've carried the belief that maybe there's something inherently wrong with you, which I did think. But then something switched. It was like, nah. That, that can't be. You are a being of God, a divine being, and you are not meant, you, you're not born to suffer. Yeah. That, that can't be it. So that's when something sort of switched to me. It was like, okay, clearly I just don't have the right answer. Clearly for 20 years I've been pursuing the wrong answers or the almost, because, you know, what most of the world knows is kind of, 80 sometimes even 90 percent of the truth but if there's a 10 20 percent missing which is crucial that's why the world health is in such a mess yeah absolutely you know and i know since i've done this since i've just done that 30 i i did 38 days in the end i, I didn't go to 40 days i stopped myself um, and actually, something's. I'm, I've done. I've done a lot of fasts over the years, um, but n but not that long. And since then, something has profoundly shifted. Mm. There's no doubt that I've had quite a cosmic shift on lots of lots of levels. So yeah, that that's been brilliant. So let's go into. Um, Let's go into the detoxification, Alex, so we can we can get an idea of um, what you've done and what you do to to dive deeply into that detoxification. And I think the thing that's most important that that isn't really spoken about enough uh, in our world is coming out of the detoxification because you know people just don't get it; they don't understand that um, that it's crucial, actually, isn't it? To come to come back out is is as important. Some say even more important than actually the fast itself. So you it can is. come out of it in a in a well. I mean, some people have come out of it in a bad way and killed themselves, haven't they? In the in the refeeding stage. So that yeah. so I think that's really undervalued. That you know that probably week of, of of basically refeeding again. So so could we talk about that for a little while? Yes. In fact, I think it's important to really point out that every single phase of the process is important, meaning it's important to transition correctly yeah. from whatever diet you're on. And especially if you've been on a paleo or um, ketogenic diet, even more so, 
it is imperative that you transition properly because you're switching gears, you're switching from a state of, in a sense, you know, um, ketogenic is kind of like the body is in a state of emergency or of distress, which is not natural and normal. And now we're switching gears to what is natural and normal. And that is a huge shift. It's a physical shift and it's a shift in consciousness and it takes a toll on the nervous system. And I really feel most people don't understand all the intricacies and all the implications. So it's not, you know, a lot of people, they just, oh, I'm going to dive into a fast or, oh, I'm going to dive into raw veganism or into veganism for that matter. And then because the steps are not done correctly, then they blame the system. They blame veganism. They blame the fasting. You know, they hurt themselves. And I've seen throughout the years, I've seen a lot of people, you know, shout fasting, fasting for two years. And then all of a sudden, yeah. fasting is the devil. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've seen that, haven't we, with veganism, with, with, with raw food, with living food, with fruit. It all of a sudden becomes the devil, doesn't it? Yeah. Whereas, so every phase is important. And, you know, our society has this thing about instant gratification, instant results, which also we need to understand the reason why that is, it all comes ultimately from the fear of death. So we don't have a long-term view, an eternal view of our life. We don't see ourselves as eternal divine beings, but rather we have this inherent, most of us are unconscious, this inherent, I need to have everything now. I need to achieve everything now. So there's a nervousness. There's a fear-based thing that drives us. Whereas when we see our health and our life as a beautiful journey, that is really the most profound journey of self-realization because it's this body that makes us human. And we all know that we are not just this body. We are not just this physical incarnation, right? We are ultimately eternal spirits, but we came here to experience ourselves in the physical form. And yet most of us do not inhabit this body, but rather, you know, are constantly shooting ourselves out of it. And then we want the quick fix. So first of all, before we engage on the path of true health, we need to realize that it's, it's not a quick fix. The real path is a journey of deep and profound transformation that will revolutionize the way that you see life itself. Yeah. And then as you begin this journey, every phase is important. The refeeding part needs to be typically double as long or rather there is a, there is a, you know, coming off the fast, which looks different to refeeding. So first we come off the fast. If we fast the 20 days, then ideally, and always, you know, there's the ideal, there's the real. Ideally, we want to come off and gently start feeding again for double the time of the fasting. Oh, wow. Double the time of the fasting. Then we want to rebuild. I mean, ultimately, you know, 
that's why I say there's the ideal and then yeah. there's the real. Yeah. The more we are connected and the more that our nervous system is um, integrated and calm and nourished, the more we're going to be able to truly listen to our body. And then ultimately we're not going to encounter any issues, you know, because it's, it's, it's not a mind thing. That's why this whole journey, it's an art. It's really the art of deeply listening, of deeply dancing with life, yours and life as nature. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how does one prepare for this kind of going into a cleanse? Well, ideally, you know, if you're fruit fasting or juice fasting, the best way is to obviously spend, you know, initially time, depending like if you're, if you're already on the path, it's going to be slightly different than if you're just, you know, coming off a sad diet. So the transition really is, you know, first go plant-based, then alkaline vegan, then move into you know, raw veganism also, it's misunderstood because most raw vegans eat way too much fat and certainly a lot of the bad fats, you know, even though they're still raw and whatever, it's way too much fat, which then doesn't allow proper detoxification. It clogs the lymphatic system, etc. So when I talk about raw foodism, it needs to be low fat, high fruit, um, simple greens that are easily digestible, not things like kale and, you know, the yeah. such that so popular but yeah. rather things like you know really nutritional things like phytoplankton and seaweed and you know all of that sprouts so those are the kind of steps and then ultimately spending time you know eating only fruit fruit maybe with green juices and then there you go you're in you know the body will just guide you all of a sudden it's like oh okay time to fast because all of this, I always say, it doesn't take any willpower. You know, people always say, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you did all of this. It must've taken you so much willpower. I don't have willpower. I simply have understanding, you know, first I understood it with my mind. I understood that what I was doing and living wasn't correct. And I opened my mind to what the truth was and there was a resonance in spite of me trying to look away initially but it kept calling me it was like okay this is the direction yeah. um in fact i always say i was the last person that ever thought i was going to teach fasting yeah you know the last person because i'm a huge foodie and so fasting certainly wasn't something that i thought i would ever teach but so I love fasting. I love feasting and I understand where both come in and that both have a place, you know, nothing because there's, there's also the troop that then demonizes food. There's nothing to demonize about food. You know, everything that is part of life is beautiful, is God given. And it's all about how do we integrate and our body teaches us. It's nothing out there. It's not the mind. It's when we truly feel and listen, the answers are all right there. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that was the, the next phase. Like a lot of people get into fasting and raw foods and I've seen it, you know, over the last, I've been into this for 25 years. 
but then they, they'll fall off. And I think it's like that lack of spiritual connection, that lack of connection to the body. And, and I think that's kind of what you're saying is like really listening for inner guidance. There's more than just like, okay, do this and do this and, and drink this. And it's like, it's, I think what you're teaching is you've got to listen to your body, listen for guidance, kind of really just yeah. tune into your body and see where it wants to go. Okay. Now today you're just going to, lighten this up or are you going to eliminate this or bring this in you know is that kind of what you're saying it is i mean obviously you know and in, in through my learning and through my 20-year journey i've learned a lot through mistakes mm-hmm. and it's totally okay you know our bodies are incredibly resilient and self-repairing so, you know, we're not these delicate beings. It, it's, it's like a tree, you know, you can go and shake a tree and you can take off a branch and like, it's okay. We can be, you know, we're here to be used by life. We can use life itself to learn because that's the only way to learn. You know, if you always want to do everything by the book, you're not going to learn. So it is this dance between the teachings that come from those that have come before us and therefore yes good to listen but then it's our dance and we need to bring the two together so that we can be wise about our body and then of course you know it's not just that either it's where are we going evolutionary wise what are we here to bring into this world you know when people talk about breatharianism or fraternism and, and all these absolutisms. Uh, and then of course there's the fight, you're right, you're wrong. Well, everything can be right. It depends, what did you come here to live? If your purpose is to be you know, living in nature and just shining the light of the, the divine and not be fully engaged in life, then you can be a fraternian, you know, maybe just for a period of your life. But if you're here, to be amongst, you know, three-dimensional beings and you have to be in the muck and you have to, you know, engage with that, then being a fraternian is not necessarily going to work for you long-term. Yeah, I, I find that, Alex, actually, if I, go in, if I go into our local town and do a bit of shopping or, um, or I go to a festival, then I find myself, I have to eat more dense food. So, you know, I have to, I find myself eating things like, dehydrated crackers or energy bars or something and, I'm, and, and before I'd be like why am, why am I doing this this isn't this isn't what I do normally and I, but I've learned over the years whenever I get near more dense people then I eat more dense food yeah and then when I come back out again I can eat lighter food yeah and then of course part of the process and this is again it's it's a learning and it doesn't happen in a month or in six months it's a learning um, as we learn to work with density, because the reason why we need denser food is to buffer. Yeah. Because especially as empathic beings, which all of us are, and, you know, inevitably we are going to be sponges for the stuff that other people don't want to deal with. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we, we absorb, the the muck that those that are living in lower dimensions are just unaware of because you know their consciousness simply isn't isn't there 
And so that's where the buffering comes in. However, you know, the process of learning is learning to digest all of life. And yeah. then we can, then we can deal with the denser energies and learn to not have them affect us or at least not as much, you know? So that's, that's the journey really. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely got to that point now, like you're saying, not as much, you know, yeah. it, 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 I don't get spun out now. I'm, you know, aware, I'm aware. And, um, yeah, I don't, it, it's definitely a whole different thing from before where I'd go somewhere and just get completely spun out and kind of get myself in, a, in, a, in an energetic pickle and then come home and have to rest. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, that it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I, I can just go back to my van, take a few breaths and, and cycle it through and, it, and I can shift it that way now. Yeah. Which is why also on this path, as we cleanse deeper and deeper organ by organ, which is also important, you know, not to just kind of blindly take whatever, but it is about going after organ systematically each organ each channel of elimination so that we can systematically clean out and then systematically in a sense rebuild the body and as we do that we also will we will have um trauma come to the surface that is trapped in our body yeah. because every organ as we know from traditional chinese medicine as well as ayurveda every organ every system in the body holds energies holds emotion energy in motion and whatever we haven't been able to fully feel and give expression to especially anything that happened before the age of seven that is going to be stuck in our organs and a lot of times you know we are born with a lot of energetic contractions simply because of our lineage because of our karma and so as we detox all of these emotions this energy in motion gets released yeah you know that was what i was i was sharing with phil when i was fasting on day 36 i started to get heart palpitations or day 35 and i was like oh dear so do i do i sit with this and ride it through mm -hmm. so you know what do i do with it and then day 38 i had this this feeling in my chest that was so big it felt like my heart was going to explode and i was like okay so who's telling me what so then i i sat here and went in and i found an aspect of myself and i was like okay so then through because i've done eft and matrix re-imprinting and lots of shamanic work I was unable to take that aspect of myself and go where he wanted to go, which was really interesting. So yeah. all the stuff I was feeling in my body, I took him to the, well, he took me to the place that he wanted to go to. And then he just transformed all of that, that energy and told me, told me the, the story, told me what was going on. Uh, you know, he cried and screamed and shouted and did all the stuff that, I, that a young child should do. And my heart from, from like just wanting to explode out of my chest, just slowly started to come back in again. And I was like, wow, because that was, you know, really scary for a moment. And if I hadn't have had those tours, I don't know what I'd have done. Yeah. And then, and, and then over, over a few days, I, I, you know, that it calmed down. 
but but also one of the things as well i think now we get now we're talking about this is the importance of resting really 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 resting because my experience is um that's as important uh, as the detoxification May, maybe even more so the resting is crucial it is because it's in the resting time whether it's active resting meaning you know just not sleeping but being yeah. being or sleep that is when the deepest repair happens in the body so that's why sleep is so important and if the quality of sleep which most people don't have good quality of sleep for many reasons how can we be healthy without sleep and i know that for years you know i sort of was like ah you know sleep like that that can't be so important you know it's more important that i have the right supplements and all of that it's not the most important part for our healing journey ultimately are the simplest things in life and getting them right but unless we really truly understand and we truly have this shift in consciousness around the importance and the connection for example i remember when I started maybe two years into my journey, um, something clicked within me and it was again, a, a deep understanding or inner standing as they say, uh, where I realized the connection of my body and the sun. And before, yeah, I love the sun, you know, like most of us, you know, we like to be in the sun, we like to be on the beach, but I never quite like got it. And there, all of a sudden, I got it. It was like, well, like nature, if you take nature, if you take sun away from the nature, most of nature, all of nature dies. And yet, here we live in this disconnect with this like, oh, yeah, the sun's nice. And the sun's not nice. The sun is crucial. The sun is what lights up our fire for life. And so if we do not consciously and graciously with an open cellular system, take that sun in, we're missing out. You know, we can have all the other supplements and tools, but if we aren't consciously soaking up the sun. So once I started doing that every morning, I made a point of spending only 15, 20 minutes of consciously engaging with the sun, of putting away all my fancy sunglasses that was a huge collection of mine, you know, that I was always walking around with my sunglasses. And that's when I realized, okay, put the sunglasses away for a couple months and see what happens. And I really started to form this deep relationship of gratitude and reception of the sunshine. And literally within a couple of weeks, I had such a huge activation and transformation of my health. It was one of the profoundest teachings. And afterwards, I felt so humbled. I was like, oh my God, for years, I just I was like, yeah, the sun's nice. So that was, you know, just one of the many activations. I love that. I love, yeah, go, I love, I love that, like that. Like we walk around our lives blocking what's good for us, whether it's sunglasses or sunscreen and just, we do so many things that like block because we can't handle it. Maybe we just can't handle that energy. We like people go, Oh, I can't handle the sun on my eyes. I have to have my yeah. sunglasses on. And it's because Absolutely. it's like, it's, it's powerful energy. 
it's powerful energy and it's humbling because that's the thing you know as long as we go oh, the sun's nice but if you truly let it in and you feel its power you are going to feel the omnipotence of nature and for some of us or for most of us that is it's almost belittling instead it should be the opposite it should allow us to fully give ourselves to nature and to realize like nature has got us life has got us whereas we are fighting life tooth and nail at every corner in everything we are we have learned to fight and mistrust life itself right like you say we protect ourselves from the sun we protect ourselves from you know the plants and nature and poisons and viruses and bacteria and on and on and on there's this fight like there's nothing to fight about and that also was another big lesson for me because i lived like that yeah yes go back go back to the sun alex that that was another thing that um i remember you you saying on your journey before you did your detox and, 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 and cleaned your, your body out, was actually, you, you couldn't handle the sun and the, and the sun used to yeah. deplete you and make you feel tired. Completely. So, you know, I have these memories of, of uh, as a child and then later teenager, we'd go on, on holiday to Hawaii. I originally am from Italy. And at the time going to Hawaii was like fancy. And then, you know, I'd want to come back to school with a tan and people were always like, are you sure you went to Hawaii? Like, why are you white? And I was like, yeah, because I actually, I burn, you know, I, I try to lie in the sun and I would just burn and I would feel miserable. And for, for many years, I couldn't understand why I never got a tan. I always burned and I felt exhausted even when I was living in South Africa then. And, and then the sicker I got, the less I could stand the sun, literally the sun would make me nauseous. Yeah and exhaust me utterly and then as my body healed and of course my healing journey was also every day lying 15 20 half an hour um, in the sun naked ideally and as i did that without sunscreen i realized i don't burn anymore and i'm getting a tan and now i i get super dark when i spend time you know even though now we're living in bali uh, we're so busy at the moment. We don't get time to spend um, to be in the sun too much But I get super dark nowadays and I never wear sunscreen So that was also just a huge lesson in again nature has got us Yes, yeah, so an interesting thing in in Turkey at the, um, at the At the Turkish baths, you, you know when I've been and, and they've been cleaning the bodies They just say oh you you English you're so dirty and it's just like, but you know, but the English will say, yeah, but I shower twice a day. And they're like, yeah, but we're not on about showering. We're on about you never clean your body. So what yeah. he was saying is the, the most important thing when you go to Turkey, the first day you get there is to go and have a, is to go to the Turkish bath and have a bath so they can peel off all the old skin. Because what they were saying to me was, it's the old skin that burns. It isn't, it isn't the good skin that burns, but it's all the acid and all the toxins yeah. in the skin that we're not cleaning off that burn. So since I've been fast, since I've done the fast now, 
I've been body brushing every day. I think I'm, I'm think I must be on about a hundred, day 120 of body brushing every day. And I've noticed it's revolutionized my skin. And being yeah. a bloke, like, you don't really think about your skin. But my skin's got so, so soft. I kind of, I wake up in the night going like that. Because <laughs> it's, it's so soft. It's like, wow, that's weird. That's my arm. And, you know, going out in the sun, my body now wants the sun. It now yeah. wants to, it now, my shirt's just off. And like yesterday, it was 35 degrees here. Oh, wow. Um, so, so it was hot. And I, and I had my shirt off nearly all day and, um, and, and I even looked in the mirror last night and went, I'm not even pink. So it's transformational. So, so for me, that, that like, like you said, my relationship with the sun, when I was a kid, my mum said she couldn't keep me indoors and she couldn't keep my clothes on. I loved the sun and I hardly ever, I hardly ever burn and I used to get a really good tan. And then slowly I found, especially when, like you were saying, Alex, when I was sick, the sun used to completely wipe me out. I'd go out in the sun, because I knew the sun was good for me, right? So I'd go out in the sun, because it was good for me. And I would just be like, oh my God. And I'd just have to come in, because I was just so drained. So it's, so it's a really interesting flip. And, and, you know, and I really like what, what you were saying about being sick and just burning. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and actually... And I think that's, that's really important information for people that now can't handle the sun because they're Scottish or they're Welsh or they're English or whatever it is. And to really understand that it's our inner being, it's our, it's our inner pollution that's actually the problem because the body's pushing all that acid to the surface and what's burning is the acid, what's burning is the dead skin. It isn't, it isn't us. Yeah, it's the lymphatic waste, you know, and also the lymphatic waste is what keeps us pale. So the more mucus we have in the body, uh, the more, yeah, the more mucus we have, the paler we are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And, and, you know, the whole, I hadn't put it clearly as you just did then that it's the lymphatic waste. Yeah, and, you know that, that's the other thing as well, isn't it? In in the holistic world, is there's very few people really talking about the lymphatics and really understanding the the inherent importance of actually really paying attention to that lymphatic system and really working the lymph. Absolutely, because the lymphatic system is. Uh, two to three times the size of the blood vessel system. So, you know, I'm in various health groups. And so I follow biohacker groups and, you know, all these longevity groups and anti-aging and so forth. And they just go on and on and on about the blood vessel system and blood tests and so forth. And it's like, it's such a minor, um, it's such a minor truth and minor part of the whole body. It's just, you know, it's, it's a bit like taking a Polaroid of, you know, this part of your face and then telling a whole story about who you are. It's like, well, you can only see this much. Yeah. 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 I used to be into blood work and the blood and, and through Dan McDonald, Lou Corona and, um, and Dr. Morse, 
yeah. uh, really, really got into understanding the, the, the importance of the lymphatic system and, mo and moving it. Yeah, and at blood, you know, blood tests, which are oftentimes hugely expensive and so forth, you know, they're interesting. It's a little bit like it's a mental wank. And again, yeah. it can give you satisfaction, but it's a false sense of satisfaction. Because oftentimes, you know, like if it comes out that you are, you know, vitamin B12 deficient or you are iron deficient for that matter, well, oftentimes the iron deficiency is actual iron toxicity or vitamin B12, then they go, oh, yeah, sure, let's just give you vitamin B12 shots. But that's not the answer, because if we take vitamin B12 shots, those actually affect the thyroid negatively, stress the adrenals. So sure, while you're getting a boost of energy for a couple of weeks, ultimately, you know, you're taking from Peter, you're robbing from Peter to give to, to whatever that thing goes. Yeah, 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 whatever it is, Peter and Paul is all I remember. That thing. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the same with coffee, isn't it? You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And of course, at the end of the day, that bank account becomes very, very empty. Absolutely. And it's not just the, the bank account in terms of adrenals, but it's really what all those stimulants do to your nervous system, to your nervous, to your, your nerve circuitry, and therefore to your consciousness yeah because we are and and this is such an important piece because you know sure we can go on about how coffee is acidic and you know blah blah but it's really what it does to our consciousness because when we are constantly in fight or flight it's like we're always swimming on top of the ocean ready to jump out we never are able to get deep into like, what is life? You know, life can only be experienced from a deeply rested nervous system. That is where we can experience life as the totality. And when we experience life as the totality, that's when we see that all truly is one, that there is no separation, that ultimately life is one orgasmic experience. And this is not about just living in love and light, but that's when we're able to experience that the orgasm of life is in the duality, is in the totality. But we can't experience that and we can't let that in if we're constantly operating from a nervous system that is a wreck so what would you say what's your top tip for supporting and and, and um and boosting and and rebuilding the nervous system would you say what's kind of the most what would be the most important takeaway for people regarding the nervous system well first of all it's certainly to leave out all stimulants which i know can be hugely challenging and you know my diet was pretty much perfect in terms of alkaline but the last thing that i struggled to give up was coffee my one cup of coffee a day you know i held on to that one cup of coffee for as long as i could and i kept telling myself i mean it's one cup i'm getting everything right but that one cup. And once I let go of that, the shifts on, you know, health-wise, consciousness-wise that I experienced were so big that it was like, okay, I got it. I see now. I feel it. 
So it is really about leaving out all stimulants. Cacao, you know, many people, they talk about how cacao is this amazing, you know, in fact, most health gurus talk about cacao being this incredible thing. And cacao is a medicine used intelligently and occasionally and specifically, sure, wonderful medicine. Once your nervous system is healed and your adrenals are recovered, it's okay to indulge in cacao every now and again. You know, it's here, it's part of life, sure. But if you're looking to truly heal, cacao has no place in your diet. So stimulants, and then ultimately it is really about remineralizing the body because this body is electric. Our endocrine system is the electrical circuitry. And unless we have a strong endocrine system, we're not going to be able to have a strong nervous system. We're not going to be able to function. Our hormones aren't going to be functioning, which means we're not going to be able to feel the way that we could feel. And so our moods are affected. That's why our thinking is affected. So, you know, everything really comes down to how strong is your nervous system and remineralizing it with fulvic acids, humic acids, sprouts, uh, the right greens, like I said, seaweed and phytoplankton, those are really my favorite besides the sprouts. Um, high quality fruit, which obviously, you know, not all of us have access to really powerful, good quality herbs. Uh, those are all really, really important for the nervous system. And ultimately, one of the most crucial uh, parts of reestablishing a healthy nervous system which also is very much overlooked, is healing the deepest trauma on a cellular level in our body. And, you know, we can do all the talk therapy, we can do all the ayahuascas in the world and so forth. But unless we go and dig deep into the body through proper somatic work, we are not going to be able to release the trauma that is stored in the body. And, um, you know, sometimes like I also, I get tired of the word trauma and healing. It's like, oh, that's enough already. But, you know, that's kind of like, it's the, it's the cross that I feel our generation has to bear. You know, every generation has its cross. Our parents had the war. Ours is the war of consciousness, which happens in the body. And we can only release it by going into the body. And then ultimately the true healing comes by coming together and healing through one another and healing in love, you know, as cheesy as that sounds, but love is the way. You got your t-shirt on Phil? No, I don't have it on today. <laughs> Uh, Alex, the reason why I said that, Phil's got this uh, beautiful T-shirt on the front. It's got free hugs. And on the back, it says, you are loved. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, simple. Yeah. So can we just recap then? Um, so much information there. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so let's, let's just recap for, 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 for me and Phil and the viewers. <laughs> um, Transitioning is crucial. Um, Learn how to transition from whether you're on a sad diet, a paleo diet, um, a high fat diet, 
you know the raw i know the raw food diet the the raw food diet is actually detrimental to your health i know i've been down that road for a long time which is why i'm really interested in you know it's like it's like i'm i'm in i'm a raw food recoverer right i'm in i'm in recovery from the raw food diet um so yeah it's, it's really important to transition slowly and my top tip for you raw fooders is cut down your fat get rid of the nuts because most of them are rancid have them occasionally definitely soak them definitely culture them it all helps um and of course good fats are better to transition through if you're on a high fat dense diet um of meat and animal products you can you can use the the good the, the better fats like the nuts and the seeds to transition through but remember it's a transition it's, it's all a transition it's a transition to that conscious evolutionary orgasm that alex was talking about you know that that's that for me I, i've been looking for that for years and not knowing what it was you know and alex has has nailed it so transition is really important. Then when you want to jump into the fast, remember, transition gently. If you're raw food and on a high fat, get the fats out. Come slowly through, add some more fruit. You know, if you're afraid of fruit, get the fruit in. Get the fruit in, get the cucumbers in, tomatoes in. Lettuce is a great one because it's really gentle. Get rid of the kale, get that out of your diet. Get rid of the coniferous, the hard vegetables that you've, the vegetables that you've got. One of the things I've learned is the vegetables that you've got to cook, you've got to cook for a reason. So take them out. Get in the soft food to transition, then go into a, an all fruit diet or an all juice diet and, and pay attention. Seek, seek advice. You know, you, there, there's, there's people, you know, there's Alex out there, there's myself out there, there's Phil, there's people out there that will guide you to, to a point and, and show you some, some of our mistakes for a better word. Um, and just be wise when you're when you're when you're fasting don't just jump into a 40 day fast because they're actually they're a big deal you know start off on one day two days three what's your what's your take on that alex of actually starting fasting yeah again listen to your body and and go into it joyfully because fasting is not about not eating it's about opening yourself up to a new world through the process of eliminating food. So, you know, most go, oh no, I can't fast because, you know, I, I need my food and without food, yeah, but it's, it's a little bit, you know, like if I tell you to spend two days in silence and you're not speaking to anybody, the first day might be hard. And then the second day, as the nervous system calms down, there's a new world that starts to open up. So this is what we're doing here. It's not even, this whole system is not even about food ultimately. It's really not. It's not even about getting your diet right. It's about shifting your consciousness. And it's also about understanding that, you know, where we are at evolutionary we're in the in-between. We are no longer the 3D humans and we are also not yet the new homo luminous that is where we're going. Absolutely, I get that totally. We are somewhere in between and we need to be patient and we need to become visionaries and luminaries of the new humanity that is being created not as a woo-woo thing, 
but as a natural evolutionary fact, it's because that is where we're going. It's either we are spiraling upwards or we are spiraling downwards, you know, and this is the choice at the moment. It's love or fear. Where are we going? And so this journey, I always, I always like to point out this journey is the ultimate journey into self love. And it's not a quick journey. It's an evolutionary journey that the deeper you go, the more it expands you into what life truly is. And it's not about the food. Food yeah, is yeah. just vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're in that, so, so we're going to get into that fast. You're going to do that fast, whether you do, you know, one of my, advice to one of my friends was just do a day. And they're like, what do you mean a day? I said, just do one day. Just do a day. When you've done that day, at the end of that day, make another decision. Make a decision as to whether you're going to have your evening meal, whether you're going to go to bed and have breakfast, and just, just do that. Just do one day and make a decision. Do, do another day and make a decision. You just have to make decisions. And that way, I think, um, in my experience, you keep, your, you, you keep yourself safe and you don't get into trouble. Just doing a day. And if you, know, if, you do it, if you do only a day, what an amazing gift that is to you and all of us. You know, that, that, that one day is crucial because it's, it's that point of what Alex was saying earlier. You know you're not going to die. You get yeah. through that point where, oh, I made it. I didn't die. I'm all right. And then you can then get permission to give yourself the next day. But be patient and be kind. I think that's really, really the nub of it, isn't it, Alex? Absolutely. And it's, it's trusting, you know, you can start with a day and then you can decide, okay, wow, this, this felt really good. Now I want to try a three day. And as long as we do it with love, with love, from love yeah nothing can go wrong you know like you explained when you had your heart palpitations or sometimes we have sugar drops or we can feel dizzy if we go instead of making a story about what that may mean if we simply notice oh this is what's happening let me feel how that feels let me connect to the intelligence of my body. If I'm having heart palpitations, the typical story that we run is like, oh crap, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. Let me call a doctor. Yeah, right. Instead, if I go, ooh, interesting. Okay, let me just feel into that. Okay, I'm feeling some anxiety. Okay, maybe let me feel where's that anxiety coming from? Something is shifting in my body. I'm not quite certain. Okay, but actually, I can trust this. And the more that I trust it, because I know that all of life happens for me, I can relax. And as I relax, the heart palpitations dissipate. Why? Because actually, they were just there to show me another layer of trust and love that was required for my evolutionary growth. But if I immediately go like, ah, what is this called the doctor? I missed the opportunity. Boom, it's gone. And I've handed over my power. And of course the doctor will find something. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, was, I was at that point of going, my God, if I was a normal person, I'd be failing the doctor now because this is really quite, you know, this is really quite something. And, and it's just like, well, I'm, they're not going to tell me anything. They're going to give me a test. They're going to go, oh, 
you've got this, this and this wrong, which I know already. I, I know there's something wrong, but, yeah. I, but, what, but what, it, what is speaking to me? What, what was that voice inside saying? You know, and, and that took me on an amazing journey because, because I, you know, I, but I can see, I can see with the programming that we've got, that's what you do. You have a problem, yeah. you get afraid, the doctor will fix it. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody I, else. Somebody yeah. else. Instead, you know, this whole journey of life is we need to step, we must step into our power and magic so that we can learn to trust life and the divine. And that is the sublime life that awaits us. Yeah. We can Absolutely. only find it through this journey. So, so my biggest takeout so far has been from you is being to trust life because I think that's for me, and, and I guess everybody watching this, whether they're watching it now or in the future, is going to have a takeout. So mine is to trust life. What's yours, Phil? So, so many, but yeah, for for sure. But the, going back to what you're talking about, like the world today is living like su survival of the fittest. You were talking about like a fight, flight, that like that thing has been programmed in that we've got to fight you know we've got to fight to be the best and like there's just that constant that fight you know so and it's like and then when you start to surrender it's like you no longer need to fight and start to surrender and trust and trust nature so it's trusting trusting the divine plan and the surrendering into that so for sure well in many ways we already won the biggest race of all which is when all the sperms were racing towards the egg, like out of, you know, millions of them. Yeah, right. We made it. There's yeah. a reason for that, you know, yeah. and, and the importance is to really reconnect, which is ultimately what I teach, is reconnecting to why did you come here? Because we all came here for a reason. And for a very specific reason, not just any random reason. And it's by living that truth, that's why we need our health. Because when we don't have our health, we're not able to be fully present to the gift that we have and the gift that we are. And it's only through giving the gift that we are that we can receive the grace of life, which then bursts us into the orgasmic experience that life really is so it's all perfectly set up for, set up for us you know life wants us to succeed life wants our bliss it needs our bliss so our bliss is the greatest gift that we can give to each other and to life itself it's our only duty in my opinion right and it's that other thing it's like that and that and that all that comes from to fully taking your power not really just i mean it's taking your power back or coming into that divine will that amazing gift that is you and like every today it's like so many people are just giving their power away to the outside force like with the you know with what's going on in the world today it's like somebody's gonna save us like the vaccine's gonna save us or something is gonna save us from this it's like no you need to take your power back and you need to come in and listen for your inner guidance um, of what to do so 
Yeah. 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 Um, so, so just to go on from there, Alex. Now, I'm I'm really aware that Alex has um, recently. It's not that recent now, but it is recent in history. Set up a retreat centre in Bali. Um, I followed that a little bit with you, and it just it looks like heaven and it looks like you and your husband and your child and and your friends that are there it looks like you found heaven it really is it really is and it's in fact it found us you know and again that is just one of the many beautiful pieces of the puzzle that have come together since i would say since living this lifestyle not necessarily that life has been easy because the well the hard part has been surrendering to the beauty and ease you know we think it's easy it's not easy so the the, the hard part is the part of surrender and as we do so my whole experience since finding this life path is the deeper and 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 more openly that i trust and surrender life the more i am flooded with love with everything that I've ever desired and wanted. It is right there. And so was this place, you know, we ran our certification. We certified 18 coaches last year and at this retreat center. So we were there for 12 days. And at the end, the owner came to me and he said uh, in his broken English, uh, Alex, I don't know what you do, uh, but uh, I want you here. I just want you here. And I was like, okay. But then I remembered that when I came to inspect the property, which was maybe like a month or so before the retreat, uh, as I was walking through the grounds and the nature there, the, 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 um, the garden is just beautiful. And there were these big leaves that were rustling in the wind. And I heard the one leaf drop a droplet of God's voice that said, he's going to ask you to run the place after the retreat. It was literally like a bloop as I walked, this truth came to me and immediately was like, Ooh, Ooh, what's, what's this? Like, no, no, no. You know, let's just brush that off. That's freakish. Mm -hmm. And I ran my retreat and I completely forgot about it. And you know, nothing really happened during this. I, I just forgot about it. And then as we were saying our goodbyes, uh, he came to me and he said this, and I remembered, it was like, wow. And again, in that moment, you know, it was hard to surrender. So my ego didn't want to trust the magic. It was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I just brushed it off and I left. And then, but he gave me, he said, call me. And I kept thinking, could he be serious? Like, who does that? Like, that's just weird. I mean, he doesn't even know me. But I trusted, it was like, okay, that was God speaking to me. And, you know, long story short, you know, we're partners and he's the most incredible man ever who's just given me complete carte blanche when I fought my whole life to be heard. And wow. here comes this man who doesn't even understand everything that I say, but his soul saw me and I, feel his heart that just goes you know what i trust you because i know you mm, beautiful and am i right in remembering that you opened just before lockdown 
Well, we were supposed to open just before lockdown. Um, you know, then lockdown happened and we didn't. So now oh. we had to kind of like readjust our strategy. So now we're actually creating first a restaurant. I mean, the center is there, everything is ready to go. But now we're creating a restaurant, which was really a lifelong dream as well. And um, so now we're creating our first alkaline, you know, mucus-free, et cetera, transitioning menu, but ultimately mucus-free restaurant where uh which we're going to be opening you know for the public and then once the airport opens then we start all of our detox programs and protocols so that's wow. where we're at right now yeah well i mean that's brilliant that's that, that's absolutely brilliant alex that, that you're offering that to the world and to you know to everybody it's it's um yeah amazing yeah. yeah, sharing that story, I, I love when people share those moments because this it always sends shivers down my whole body. They're like shivers, it's like, like there was that truth moment. It's just like, oh, it's just like, and you can feel it. Like it's they're so powerful. So spirit bumps, because I got them down my spine. Huh? I got the spirit bumps down my spine too. <laughs> well, yeah. because and that's the thing, our bodies know. Yeah, you know, yeah. we know when truth hits and 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 really ultimately that is why i'm so passionate about teaching this because the ultimate truth is that when we cleanse our bodies and yes with all the resistance because you know did i resist it of course i did and there's parts of me that still every now and again resisted you know i mean i'm human i'm not here i'm not the perfect detox person in fact i would say there's others that you know are better and more perfect but for me the journey is not about perfection it's about truly understanding and also fully enjoying the humanness of this experience and i'm in no rush because i know i'm eternal and i know that i'm going to live for a very 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 long time that is how i live with that truth and therefore i'm in no rush to get it perfectly right I'm just loving and enjoying each part of this journey, you know, each fast, each feast, each learning, each lesson. And that is what I would really like the listeners to receive, that this is not about um, restricting yourself or punishing yourself or even taking away pleasure. Because in fact, I would say I've never had as much pleasure as I have since beginning this journey. So this journey is about pleasure and receiving, but on a whole new level. Yeah, I was talking to a, a friend of mine today, actually, Alex, about, about that, you know, about uh, the gratification that you get instantly. And I said, I can't expect you to understand what I'm talking about because the pleasure and the joy that I get, I've never had before with my level of consciousness how it was before. So I'm not even going to say, do you know what I mean? Because until you've changed your consciousness, you, you don't, you don't know, do you? So it's not, so it's just, a, it's just a question of being, you know, and I, it's actually it's a friend of mine and he's, he's a scientist. He's a very, very interesting guy. And uh, I might get him on one day, Phil. And, um, and he's just been, he's been really, um, interested in what i've been doing because like he said to a friend of his last night you know about his friend was asking me what i eat and and my friend was saying well he really doesn't eat much from what i've observed and yet when i'm on my knees he just keeps on going and so so 
he said to me yesterday, I'm going to go, I'm going to go at the local shop and buy some fruit. I said, oh, that's cool. And uh, we were talking a bit more. And I said, so do you eat a lot of fruit at home? He said, no, I don't eat any. I've only started since I've been with you. <laughs> so he's just, so he's been bananas, grapes, pears, whatever. He's just been, just having all this fruit. And um, so, yeah, it's great just because he's, he's seen the outcome of what I've been doing. And I said, but remember, this isn't just because I ate a bit of fruit one day. Yeah. You know, what I've got is from a lot of dedication and, and, and a lot of learning um, and doing this, doing this every day. You know, and, and I said to him, if you're going to eat that amount of fruit, if you get diarrhea, just back off a little bit. You know, if, if you start to feel weak, just back off a little bit. Because the chances are you're not going to get the result that I've got, because, that, that I'm having, should I say, because I didn't just go out and buy a load of fruit one day and, and, uh, and change. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a journey. Yeah, so like you were saying, Alex, it's, it's, it is, and I totally get the, um, the next level of joy, pleasure, bliss, orgasm, whatever it is, because, it, yeah, we worked, again, the same friend, we worked really hard, and he said, well, he said, do you know what? I think I'm going to reward myself with a beer. And I looked at him, he looked at me and I said, you're going to reward yourself with poison. He said, yes, yeah, weird, isn't it? And I was like, do you know what? I might actually reward myself with a juice and, and wash the juicer up <laughs> because I've worked so hard, right? Completely different mindset. So my mindset was I've worked really hard. So I'm going to, I'm going to nourish and remineralize re my body as a, as a, um, as a gift to myself, as opposed to, the joy of having that long, slow, cold beer. Because for me, it's just like, oh my God. So, yeah, it's just, yeah go ahead. Um, yeah, sorry, just in, in closing, I actually have another um, interview in South Africa in five minutes, but Brilliant. you know, in closing, it's, I really want to get for the listeners, it's not about shaming where you're at or, you know, because we all come from, you know, I used to enjoy beer and wine and cheese yeah, and you know, all that. And the beauty, the beauty, if I can leave you with this, the beauty is that as you transition and as you clean out the body and you become more alkaline, you truly no longer desire with any part of your being that satisfaction because it's a little bit like, you know, if we want to compare it to like bad sex versus, you know, and if that's all you know, that's fine. But once you have cosmic sex, you can't really go back to bad sex. And this is the same thing. You know, it's like once you have the cosmic orgasm in your body and you experience every cell in your body dancing, there's just no way that you could go back to the old way. I mean, yes, maybe by mistake you will for a day or two or three, but you're always going to find your way back to ecstasy. Alex, I think that's... A perfect place to end 
thank you very much where can we where can we get more information and maybe people might want to get coaching you know we've been through many years of refining this and i imagine some people might you know might need some coaching on this journey where can we find more about you and and, and yes the easiest yeah. is to find me on uh, livingmucusfree.com and with the same name i am on instagram um livingmucusfree.com is my webpage. otherwise on facebook it's uh, Alexandra Cousins, so you can, you know, message me. But on, on the Living Week is Free page, you get um, to all my other pages, and there's a lot of information there. I also give a ton of information for free. So I really cater to people, you know, on every level. And I do want this information to get out there and be very accessible. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Phil Thank and you. Phil. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I really, really appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us. It's been really great to hang out with you um, and to ask you those questions and listen to your reply and just just see you shining your light. It's really beautiful and you're doing an amazing thing. So I feel really honoured that you came to share time with us. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Likewise, to both of you. Uh, thank you. Bye. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Bye. You want to stay on? Oh, there we go. Yep, we'll stay on for a little bit longer, Phil. So. That was fabulous. Thank you for bringing Alex on. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I followed her for, for a few years, and she just said some... Obviously, you know, I've opened the page or whatever at the most opportune time, and it's been like, yeah, that's what I needed to hear. And, um, yeah, so to have done seven 40-day fasts in the last i think it's the last three years she's done that mm -hmm. that's that's quite profound yeah it's just it's beautiful yeah and just just it's just and that that just resonating that tuning in i think we've all kind of come to those kind of things we come to those conclusions where it's like you've got to tune in more you got to listen to your body you got to listen to that guidance on the inside, you know, to, to, to guide you. So it's, it's and just really more and more connecting with nature. And the thing, the, the, the thing that I'd like to, to, to add as well, Philip, at the beginning of the journey, when, um, when people are listening to what they're being told, we have to learn discernment. Yes. Because things like coffee, beer, wine, chips, crisps, chips, nachos, that isn't our highest consciousness, I don't believe, asking for those things. Right, right. So, you know, when people start to intuitively eat, who are they listening to? What are they listening to? Mm -hmm. What is that little voice in their gut? You know, what is it? Is it trauma? And a lot of the time it's trauma that doesn't, you know, that we don't want to feel or ignore. The other time is, there's, there's a lot of pathology going on, right? There's lots of parasites and worms and you know, we're a host for all of these things. And their, their main aim, remember, is survival. Mm -hmm. So they, whatever, whether it's the trauma, the trauma's main aim as well, remember, is survival. Because when we had that trauma, we created a mechanism that kept us safe. And at that moment in time, that mechanism probably saved, it, it felt like it saved our lives. However, now... It's no longer serving us. So what we have to do is, is, is be able to feel through that. Feel through that instant gratification and go, well, is that, is that, actually, is that, is that actually what I really need right now? Mm 
Right. I think that's. I think probably that's the biggest question with that with the with the intuitive eating until you get a bit clean, um, because you know I know like energy bars. If I'm going to um, into town, I want an energy bar. You know, right. I want a health bar. But actually, what I really want is a juice. Right. But <laughs> or, like like you say, like we're not perfect. And sometimes you you if you can make that choice choice consciously, like okay, I'm gonna eat this energy bar. I'm out out here. Like do it consciously and love yourself. Don't beat yourself up and go. I'd probably be better off with the juice right now, but I'm out here and it's like this is what I got, you know. So and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, actually, one of the things I've learned as well is, you know, it takes me ages to eat an energy bar. Mm -hmm. So I really make sure that I chew every little bit up. I make sure that I, I actually enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just stuffing it in for the sake of it, but I'm actually going to make the most of it and love what I'm doing at the time. Right. And that's what's in, you know, if you're doing something that you think is wrong for you, that's fine. Just right. enjoy it. I, I like the power she's talking about, like how we're kind of evolving. We're in between worlds right now in the 3D. And like, so when we play fully, like, like down in that 3D, sometimes we're going to make other choices than when we're kind of like moving more into the other realms. And it's like this back and forth play. It's this, this constant play. So, you know, absolutely, Phil. And, and, and for me, the whole diet lifestyle thing, it's all just transition. Right. It's just transitioning until I find the next thing, until the next bit of information. Because I know the thing that I love about the mucus, the mucusless diet is that they're, they're they eat foods that don't leave mucus. So they eat, so things like sweet potatoes, they eat sweet potatoes, they, you know, cooked sweet potatoes. They eat things like cooked courgettes. So they've got quite a lot of cooked, but it's all mucusless. So it's all stuff that doesn't leave debris in the body. Right. And I, I kind of, like I told you, I went onto that journey where I brought in cooked foods and I experimented with different things. And like, like I said, like any type of bread, whether it's the best, quality bread, any side of bread would trash my body. And I imagine it was very mucus forming. I would feel exhausted. Like, but if I had some sweet potatoes, energy didn't change. It was like, it was nice. Like it, it did provide a little bit of comfort. And I know you're like not really into like cooked, but those sweet potatoes did provide some sort of comfort, but they didn't really reduce my energy at all. Like it didn't, yeah. there was no drop in energy and my body digested them, no problem. It was, the information was fine, so. It's the, the same, same for me, Phil, when I was eating um, very lightly steamed broccoli. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I just like, felt, yeah. I didn't feel any difference. I didn't feel, for me, I didn't feel better or worse, so I stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. If I'd have felt better on it, or, right. well, or if I'd have felt worse, I'd have stopped sooner. But I just did it as an experiment just to see, just to see how I felt. And, and actually, for me, certain steamed vegetables, I don't eat them but certain steamed vegetables are amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's the thing that I really love about the mucusless diet healing system is like, you know, top tip for people if they're going to eat bread, toast it, right? Mm. Why? Toasted bread is much less mucus forming than the normal bread. Mm. Interesting. So, so if you toast it, it changes the, it changes the starches into fruit sugars. Mm. So, so they all of a sudden become much more digestible. So you know, there's, so there's, there's, you know, there's little, there's things like that. Have, have, you know, jacket potatoes instead of instead of um, boiled potatoes. Have steamed potatoes instead of boiled potatoes. Right. You know, it's like, look, look at the way that you're that you're doing your food. You know, instead of having 
something else, have a have a, a proper old fashioned root stew. Yeah. That's, that's all cooked very, very slowly, you know, not a not a quick stew, but a long, a long brew stew. So you're getting all the goodness and it stays in there. So Phil, minerals, what was, do you guys do minerals at work? Uh, no, um, you mean taking like an isolated mineral or? Well, like fulvic acid or, um, or you, you, you know the ones that Gabriel used to have, the Armstrong, the Armstrong. Yeah, I mean, I do some minerals personally, but yeah, I usually do like some sort of ionic, but an angstrom type minerals. So I, I do, I have some zinc right now and I've got some magnesium, so I'll do those a little bit, so. Yeah, no, yeah. I was just wondering if that was something that um, we don't. No, we just focus on herbs and superfoods. We don't really do any kind of nutraceutical level. Not that like those things. Are, I mean, those things are really useful. It's just it's not really in our wheelhouse of like supply chain. So yeah, I, um, I think that's. I think again, Phil. Probably that's something else that's missing in uh, in the alternative world. Really, is is you know like like people aren't talking about lymphatic system. People aren't really talking about minerals. They talk a lot about uh, supplements. So supplementing A, B, D, C, whatever. But there's not so much talk on the minerals. And I think you know what Alex was saying about us being electrical beings. You know, we, we need the we need the minerals to carry the frequencies. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the the products we do have, like the vitamin or green. You know, it's very nutrient dense i'm sure it's got a lot of minerals in there because it's got wild food stuff like that so i think that's really helpful for sure and it's and it's very because it's in a powder form it can be very digestible so it can be really helpful for people to take those powders she was talking about marine phytoplankton again that's going to be probably rich in minerals so but it's, so was she talking about taking like fulvic acid specifically as fulvic acid is that is that on the the protocol um she she was talking about Fulvic and humic acid, wasn't she? Yeah. For that, but that's because they're dense in, in minerals. Right. So she, she takes those as a supplement, it sounds like. I'm just not really... Yeah, yeah it sounds like they're, they're fulvic, humic, and phytoplankton. But then it makes sense. I mean, we've come from, like, so many people have come from diets that are so mineral depleted. Like, sometimes we need... That's something we need to bring back in. We need to get a boost to get those minerals back into the body. Um, absolutely from the soils from the processing we've processed all of that out of our food and we're yeah and like we're electrical beings they are the communicators so so this is so, so that's what one of the guys that, that i'm gonna chase up again on monday um he does nano size things like gold platinum zinc and mm -hmm. gold the gold is really interesting mm -hmm. of how it relines the brain and the pathways in the brain with with gold and, and how we're so gold deficient it's not something that people talk about being right. gold deficient <laughs> platinum deficient indium deficient uh, zinc magnesium um and they do photomarine plankton or marine photoplankton <laughs> um you know and that's i haven't taken it today yet i need to get and do that um but again you know that's the thing with the thing with the marine photoplankton is it actually um, is absorbed straight through into the cell. It doesn't have to be digested. So you know, to, to that, that's for, especially for people that are, that are sick, that have got you know chronic fatigue, any any of those kind of very depleting illnesses. Uh, marine photoplankton, I think, is crucial because it you don't need to digest it. It just right. It just goes in and gets absorbed through the walls. 
and something like that. And like people are coming from like crazy diets and then jumping into all fruit or all vegan or, or whatever it is. It's like, it can be too much in the beginning. It's like, and that's slow. I mean, I did it. I mean, I think you did it. I jumped in, you know, cold cucumbers, I like to call it. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. and I went on like crazy juice fast and felt horrible. You know, it's just like I jumped too fast into it and like that gradually bringing things in and, and and if we've got tools like minerals or marine phytoplankton can help with that it's 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 critical but it's 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 a journey it's such a journey so phil i think what 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 what's come what's just come up to the surface now is that we need to talk about transitioning for people right yes i think i think we need to really put a focus on um actually the transition because that's really you know that's transitioning to what but it's transitioning <laughs> because you know what are you transitioning to some people are going to transition from from bad meat to good meat some people are going to transition from right you know, factory farm eggs to free range eggs to organic eggs you know they're going to go from from mass-produced cheese to grass-fed cheese to raw cheese to organic cheese whatever but there's this transition that that, that needs to take place that takes us very slowly through um from a to b right well it's and, like when i got my dad on on making that change like i was like look dad just do food combining so if you're gonna have because yeah. he was you know, a butcher it's like if you're gonna have the steak have your steak with a salad but don't do it with the bread and the potatoes if you're gonna have the bread just do it with the salad so that was like pretty much the change and eventually like the salad got bigger and the veg, like, and then the meat, like, just went away because, like, because he was able to digest it better and, like, but it wasn't, like, this drastic, okay, cut out meat and eat just salad. It was just, like, so it slowly came in and now, it, like, mm -hmm. it, you know, like, and then the body starts to tell you. So if we can make little changes like that, just, hey, start food, com combine your food better. Look at what you're eating, you know, start to bring in more vegetables, bring in more fruits, you know, just, just. It's, it's, that transition is critical and maybe we can have a whole show on just transition and things that people I, can do so i think i think what i'd like to do with you phil is to share our experiences of transition yeah. go through food combining talk about um if you know let's let's talk about um let's just take meat for example so at the beginning of the meat because everyone eats meat right when the majority of people eat meat so we're looking at, at really badly produced meat to grass-fed, wild, organic, vegan. Yeah. So it's all about compared to what yeah. I think. I think that needs to be the title of our next show. Yeah. It's interesting. I know we're going to. We'll talk about it on the next show. But it's interesting. It just made me think. Like people give up dairy the last, and I think that yeah. probably should be given up the first because <laughs> that's causing all the mucus. It's like. Keep eating your like little bit of meat, but get that dairy out of there because the dairy and the processed dairy that people are eating is just—it's really clogging up the body. And as you even know, you tr you experiment with a little bit of raw dairy, and it didn't feel so good. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did I did raw kefir, um, and I did raw goats and sheep's cheese, and I definitely didn't feel any better on it. Right. I didn't feel horrendously bad, but I definitely didn't feel better. So I suppose, yeah, you could say that, well, we'll bring it up on the, the transition could be like, okay, get off that 
process dairy and have some kefir or something. Eventually, you're just like, well, I don't think I really need this. It's not really giving me anything, you know. So. And, I, and I, I think Phil, that's, I think that's crucial actually, Phil. Is is for me, it was about options. Mm-hmm. So compared to what? So so organic dairy is better than mass-produced dairy. Unpasteurized, so raw, is better than than pasteurized dairy. Raw, grass-fed, biodynamic is the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once people have options, because for most people, there's no, all they know is what they know. It's like, it's like instant coffee. If you're going to drink coffee, get rid of the instant coffee. Go for high altitude organic coffee because high altitude coffee doesn't have mold, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the so it's the toxins in the coffee that that also create spikes and do all sorts of nasty stuff as well. So it's about, you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk okay. about what are the options. What what what's the what's better? So compared to what you know. People will say that, um, well, you know, organic coffee is not very good, but compared to what? Right. Mm-hmm. Compared to crap, coffee sweepings off the floor, organic coffee becomes amazing. Yeah, I like what I, Alex said, like, nothing's really bad. It's just like, where are you at and, like, where do you want to go? So, cool. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's about where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, for me, it's always about being, being a better version of myself. Beautiful. Well, I'm Phil. And I'm Phil. This is the Phil and Phil show. So if you guys would like to donate to us so we can carry on doing this work and bring this great information to you, we'd love it. Um, it would be amazing for you to support us in that way. I know you've got to, just go to philandphil.com. Philandphil.com and there's the donation button. You'll see it. Um, yeah, if you feel to support us, that we would be we would be truly grateful. We appreciate everybody watching us, and um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's great to have an audience that is interested in health and wellness and and spiritual growth. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye. I'm gonna just Bye. end the stream. <laughs>